Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and DJ Pig. What is going on, AY2K fans? You didn't get to pick the topic this week. No, you didn't. We picked the topic this week. This has been something that we've talked about for a long time, but let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Let's go ahead and walk it back and introduce ourselves and do the intro that everyone loves, and then we'll get to today's topic. Yeah. My name is Quinn Eaton. I'm John Mayer. Oh. Close. Uh... I'm DJ Pig. Sorry. A, just a little mistake. Sorry. Uh, you, DJ has a tendency to just read what's in front of him. So uh, that's exactly what happened right there. Yep. You forgot your name for a second. Um, there's actually, uh, I think, a kicker in college football right now, and his name is John Mayers. So, I mean, oh. I'm, sure, I'm sure he gets the ladies just because of his name. Yeah. But, like I said, guitar. probably not. Yeah. He plays football. I think he's a kicker, so yeah. he probably is busy with that. But let's go ahead and walk it back because usually i mean we just broke the the number one rule that we have here is don't mm-hmm. say the topic before yeah. the topic transition yeah. we've said it sort of twice yeah. uh, but that's okay let's go ahead and give a lengthy intro to mm-hmm. the episode that mm-hmm. people will probably skip through right yep so this is a podcast where dj and i pick one topic every week and we cover it extensively we dive in and we are just rummaging through whatever the topic presents right mm-hmm and sometimes it's uh, you know an object. Sometimes it's an idea. But today, it's a person. It's, it's a, a musician. Very special person. Yes. Well, is it special to everyone, or is it just special to me? Or I, I know you're a fan. But I'm a fan. Probably not as big of a fan no, as you. No, not but... a chance. Not a chance. I'd go ahead and say I'm the biggest John Mayer fan this side of the Mississippi. Now, what side of the Mississippi are we on? We're on the never eat. We're on the east side of the Mississippi. East side. Okay. So. Let's go ahead and tell the people how this podcast works. Besides the fact that we usually allow people to vote on the polls for the topic. Today or this week we were just like, "Hey, we're going to we're going to do this and if you have a problem with that, send us an email." And mm-hmm. we got at least 15 to 20 emails. I'll actually read one after you give the metaphor Great. for how the podcast works. I wish I had have saved last week's metaphor for this week. Yes, it would have fit. It would have been good. Uh, no, I, I'd i say our podcast works a whole lot like uh, getting paperwork together. And, okay. And what we do is we, we make the pages, we print the pages, we get the pages together, paper clip them up, all that good stuff, and then we let the audience pass those papers out. Okay. That makes sense to me. All right. And so um, we're doing the, the, the majority of the work mm-hmm. is what you're saying. And mm-hmm. then... We say, "Hey, audience, here you go," and yep. they do that last five percent. They yep. hand, they hand out the paper, whatever the, whatever they're doing. I'm not sure yep. what the papers are or what they consist of or who they're going to. But in yeah. the metaphor, you can't question it too much. Now, like I said, that's a great that's a great job, DJ, you. Yep. for you Thank to just be put on the spot every week. You do you do a great Thank job you. with the metaphors. Now, like I said, we post it on Twitter. That's where we usually put the poll up, and we say, "Hey." What, what should we talk about this week? Mm. And uh, we usually give everybody three options. But this week we said, hey, uh, we're going to pick the topic, and you guys are going to have to deal with it. And if you have a problem, then why don't you send us an email, okay? And we put mm-hmm. our email out on Twitter, all right? And so, yeah, like I said, we got 15 to 20 emails back, and one of them was from Stanley Round. Stanley! So, Stanley Round, if you haven't listened before, one of our long-time listeners. He's a huge fan of the show, I think. I don't know. It's always confusing. Yeah. But uh, he always sends us uh, tips on how to make our podcast better after uh, we release it. We don't ask him to. He just does it by him by his own will. Right. I'm not really sure why he does it. Right. But 
he sent us this email because he was like, hey, they told me to send, send him an email, so I'll send him an email. He said, uh, greetings, guys. I'll have to say that the podcast has been really well done as of late, and it seems as though you all have hit your creative stride since the beginning of the pandemic. Well, thank you, Stanley. That's very nice. Yes, it is. Uh, he says, attached is a Word document of things I suggest you improve on. There is always room for improvement. Thanks, Stanley Round. Okay. So that's really nice. I yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we have time to open up the Word document. Should I? I mean, I might as well. He took the time to do it. It seems like it's a positive. Usually, he's a little bit critical of our podcast, so right. it's nice to see that he's got uh, more of a positive spin on it. So let's go ahead and open up this Word document here that Stanley sent us. And so uh, he said that there's always room for improvement. I can't argue with that. Can well, you? No. No. There's always something that we could probably do better. So Absolutely. let's see what he says. He says. Uh, he says below is uh, a list of things that you could improve on. Number one. Stop acting like a ton of people listen to the podcast. Okay, uh, a little, a little okay. on the nose. Um, yeah, we don't pretend for the most part. Uh, I, I don't, I don't believe. But uh, thank you, Stanley. Yeah. Number two, it says get rid of DJ. Okay. Yeah. So All this right. is this is definitely he. Uh, he is being a little negative here. And then number three, it says stop the podcast altogether. It oh. says uh, goes on for four pages. Looks like he has 123 things we can improve on. So he he definitely yeah. tricked us there. A little bit of a like a Sean Connery on uh, Celebrity Jeopardy yeah. SNL skit. Yeah, where where yeah. you think that he's your friend, and then yeah. he, he, and then he, he says something about your mother. Yeah, and then he says something about your mother. I think that's probably. Yeah. I mean, out of the 123 things, he probably did say something about our mother. Mothers, excuse me. We don't have the same mother. Right. But, but, brother yeah. from another mother. Brother from another mother. That's exactly right. So, anyways, Stanley, uh, you can go f*** yourself. Uh, that was really rude of you. So, uh, without further ado, I, I think we should go ahead and jump into today's topic. What do you say, DJ? Might as well. All right. Something that we've been waiting for. It's a long time coming. Yeah. Today is episode 142. The topic, John Mayer. DJ, now I we've done a, a podcast like this before, right? Where we did, have we ever done a musician or a band or anything like that? I I feel like we have. I think but, but I think we have. It, we you know what? 142 couldn't, episodes. Couldn't tell surely you we is. have. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I can't remember. My memory is bad, anyways. But today we are going to hone in on John Mayer. Now, uh, are you a John Mayer fan? Yeah. I, well, I was just kind of asking like like a rhetorical question. I was going to okay. go through a series of rhetorical questions more obvious to the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, we had already kind of touched on how you are, but uh, are you a John Mayer fan? Great. You came to the right place. Are you not a John Mayer fan? That's okay. That's okay. Maybe you will be at the end of the day. Do you dislike John Mayer for some personal reasons? Um, okay, listen to it anyways. Yeah. Uh, do you love John Mayer to death and would follow him wherever he went? Uh, you came to the right place. So a lot of questions there. Uh, variation of uh, answers to those questions, but right. what we're going to do, we're not we're not really trying to sway anybody, right? All we're mm -hmm. going to do, we're going to tell a little bit of a backstory on John Mayer, right? We're going to go through chronologically his discography, and we're going to go through each album. We're going to talk about it a little bit, and we're going to give our favorite songs from each album, right? And then we're going to do like the most mainstream song, okay? So. I'm really looking forward to this format. I think it's mm. going to be really uh, beneficial, and we are going to stretch the limits of the fair use uh, copyright law. We're gonna, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? All right, sue us. All right, if you yeah. are if you are listening and you're going to sue us, good. Right? Yeah. What have we always said? If someone is willing to sue us, yep. that's just another listener. Right. Yeah. yeah. So so I think that that's what we need to remember. But, and your mom's a hoe. Well, 
I don't remember agreeing on that, but okay. let's go ahead and dive into how John Mayer got his start, okay? So he is from Connecticut, right? Yep. The birthplace of blues. Yep, the big con. Yeah, and he uh, was that a... That is not the birthplace It's of not, blues. it's not. That was That's, a joke. Yeah. So uh, he is a musician, and he has a passion for music, and uh, you can go and look up videos. He was uh, playing in bands and stuff in high school and things like that. Yeah. He actually went to the Berkeley College of Music, and then he... Uh, dropped out and just said, you know what? I'm going to just try to go make it. I don't want to learn about how to make music. I'm just going to go make music. Yeah. By the way, I told DJ this earlier. This is all from my noggin. Yeah, which I thought was yeah, kind no, of impressive, but also a little bit frightening. It is a little scary, yeah. And, and, I'm, and I scare myself, too, with as much knowledge as I have on John Mayer. But yeah. So he says, hey, you know what? I'm going to go make music. I'm mm -hmm. going to stop worrying about learning about how to make music. And I think that probably worked out for him. But he got his start in Atlanta, right? Yep. And so this was... Uh, before the year 2000, so uh, the rise of online music was just starting, um, and I think he had a website. He might have put it up on LimeWire or something like that. And those downloads of his of his first couple songs, uh, which were mostly acoustic, helped him get his start. Mm -hmm. Okay, so listen to this, DJ. As this, as surprising as this might might seem, yep. he was inspired to play guitar at a young age after he watched Back to the Future. And How about that? The Marty McFly scene where he gets up there and uh, plays the Chuck Berry song. Uh, he was like, oh my God, like, yeah. that's awesome. I want to do that. Um, and he also idolized Stevie Ray Vaughan. And we've kind of talked about this in the past Stevie couple of weeks. Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray is, is a legendary, most... legendary blues yeah. musician. Yes. Yeah. Um, and if you listen to Stevie Ray, a couple of the songs, and maybe put John Mayer right up next to it, it's hard to tell the difference yeah. in a couple of Stevie Ray and John Mayer's songs, especially John Mayer's live stuff. Man, I already feel like I'm talking a lot, but hey, hey what we've, you got, we've got, what, 25 minutes to go, so get used to it, right? Yep. So he, uh, of course, is getting a start in Atlanta. He's playing all these uh, bars and restaurants and things like that, and he releases an EP. Do you know what that means? Nope. Extended play. That's simple. Extended plays, what, EP. Why, why, why is that a thing? I don't know, but people release, right. you know, musicians release EPs. So he released an EP called Inside Once Out in 1999. Uh, and then shortly after that, he was signed to Columbia Records. And a couple of years later, he released his first studio album, Room for Squares. So transport yourself to the year 2001 and imagine that you just stumbled upon uh, this new pop sensation heartthrob John Mayer uh, with his new album which is a was a fusion of pop and jazz and rock and blues and whatever you want i mean he he was he he covers all of his bases in rooms for squares it's a fusion um, of goodness is what and, it, it is. and it sounds like like if you said if there was a question and someone said hey i i need to listen to a song that sounds like it's from the 2000s like say oh here's room for squares yeah and it's like Just oh, okay any, yeah any one of these songs from this album. yes and, yeah. and immediately they'd be like yeah this is from the year this is not from specifically the year 2000 but right. the, the decade so right um it's a wonderful album it's his of course freshman album his debut album uh, if you don't count the ep inside right. once out but right. um it is a very good album how would you describe it because i know that's the that's him breaking out onto the scene type of john mayer it's not the john mayer that he is now because he just has continued to d develop and, and get creative with right. his music. But how would you describe Room for Squares? Well, it it's feel-good music, for sure. It makes true. You, it, it, it for sure makes you feel good. And it appeals to uh, people who were probably a little bit younger than him or close to his age at this time. Because mm -hmm. uh, we'll talk about in in the song, that my favorite song from this album talks about 
running through the halls of his high school mm. and so it's it's interesting to see kind of and it's also weird to think that that album came out 19 years ago yes it is crazy That's i mean I don't, I don't think if if you ask someone on the street like hey how old is john mayer no way would they say 42 that's how old he is yeah. i mean he's he, he's he's it, not young he's however old people are that still have sex normally okay yeah so, is how i would think of it well and i appreciate you painting that picture but let's go ahead and try to dial it back okay, okay. and try all to right. keep it pg all right um even though room for squares could arguably be one of those uh albums and breakout scenarios where people uh were thinking of him as a heartthrob and there yeah. are a lot of crushes on him yeah was he the most attractive looking guy and here's the thing this was before the long hair yeah we can talk about we can talk about whether or not we think a guy is attractive that's we can do fine. that that's perfectly fine okay um, you can't do nothing about it he didn't look he looked just like a you know a, a guy in his early 20s that wasn't really sure yeah. like he just kind of stumbled upon fame and I, and I don't know i mean a lot of people liked him and, and that's the 2000s look i yep. think but the most mainstream song that's what we're going to do we're going to go through each album and say the most mainstream song and then our personal favorites yep. was definitely your body is a wonderland yeah you still I mean, hear that one often that was that was the radio hit yeah, yeah and that's that's the thing is that one belonged on the radio like it was like oh and here's john mayer's your body is a wonderland and yeah. you know all blah 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 yada 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 everybody loved it and it was uh it said something about bubblegum lips and all kinds yeah. of stuff it was just like for for girls to listen to and be like oh my gosh i love john mayer yeah so not my personal favorite that song but that's the song that i think people would recognize so right. that's for we're designing this episode oh uh someone that's not a big john mayer fan oh i know that song oh, right and right, then right. we'll play our favorites to yeah. kind of hook you in so yeah. you can maybe check it out uh, so I will go ahead and play my favorite mm. from that album, which is titled Why Georgia. Knows his way around a guitar board or a fretboard, doesn't the, he? The the things the man can do with guitar strings—it's crazy. Wow! So that's a really catchy song. Um, I would suggest that you give it a listen. I'd suggest after this episode, you just dive into every John Mayer album. Just say, "Hey, on this day, I'm gonna listen to Room for Squares, and the next day, I'm gonna blah blah blah, and, and continue on and just listen to all of his albums and stuff." Right. That's. I mean, maybe that's a little excessive, but at least dive into some of the songs we're talking right. about today. Now, which song did you pick that was your favorite from room for squares mine was no such thing and you talked about him saying something about running yeah it's kind of halls of his high school yeah the song is kind of about people telling him that he wasn't gonna be what he wanted to be when he was in high school and it's pretty much and he's like hey middle fingers to you guys yeah, so yeah. this is no such thing by john mayer That's all you get, okay? Unfortunately. So we would love to sit here and just 
play the entire song, each one that we, you know, of course is our favorite. We'd love to just say, hey, listen to this one, and then mm-hmm. sit back and not do anything. That makes our job easier. Yeah. But because of the fair use copyright laws, we can only play, a, you know, just a touch of the song. So, right. And, of course, try not to get sued. We could still get sued, and we're, we're fine with that, okay? Ah. But that was no such thing. And it, like we said, it just sounds like it's from the 2000s, doesn't it? Yep. Um, and he just knows what to do with the guitar. He's very talented. And so that is, of course, those were our two favorites from Room for Squares. Now, you might be thinking, that's a little too pop for me. That's a little too, uh, I don't know, bubblegum for me, right? Yeah, it was fairly bubblegum. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of bubblegum. It's bubblegum pop is what you would probably consider that. Yeah. But I think we just coined a new term. Well, I think that's out there. I, I don't think that we created it. We're not going to take credit for it. If, okay. if it's not, then we'll take credit for it. But you know what I'm saying. Right. So maybe you're like, well, that's a little too artsy-fartsy for me. Okay, yeah. perfect. Well, he, two years later, he released Heavier Things. Okay? Now, this kind of took him from that pop, uh, I guess, focus into more of a blues in, in yeah. a coffee shop sound, okay? Yeah. Which I personally, I, I remember for the longest time as a John Mayer fan, I was like, I'm not really a big fan of Heavier Things, which yeah. is the name of the album. Yeah. But then I was like, gosh, dang. Listen to a couple of these songs here and there. And I said, this is one of the best albums that he has. And that happens with John Mayer. It he, just depends on how you wake up that day. He sets out to make an album, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that that might sound cliche, but nowadays you have to think like, okay, it's more single driven. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, I've got to get a song that's out on the radio. That's what that's right. what the musician is thinking whenever they go into the studio. Right. John Mayer goes out and makes a damn album, mm-hmm. all right? And it's very evident if you listen to an album front to back, which is, of course, how the albums are designed to be listened to. You turn it on and you listen to it all the way through. Nowadays, right. you, don't, nowadays you don't do that. Right. Uh, and of course, we're not doing that in this episode because we don't have the time. But if we if we could, if yeah. we, I mean, we could go Joe Rogan and have a three-hour podcast if we wanted to, but we just want to kind of compact that All right. and give people a little sampler platter of what John Mayer has to offer. So if you haven't ever heard of Heavier Things, the most mainstream song on there is the song Daughters. He, he won a Grammy for that. Yeah. So uh, everyone knows that song, right, DJ? Daughters be good to your yeah, and everybody wants to hear it whenever they go to a John Mayer yeah. concert. I've been to a, uh, a handful of John Mayer concerts. I remember people that were sitting in front of me one time. Every single time John Mayer started to play the guitar, they said, Oh my God, he's playing Daughters. Yeah. Guess how many times he played Daughters that night? Zero. Zero. Yeah, so people he's just want to hear daughters. it. He's probably not going to play Daughters. Yeah. But people want to hear it. That's the thing. Now, my personal favorite is not Daughters, even though it's a great song. My personal favorite from heavier things is a song called something's missing it's a great song it's a great song Ah. yeah and um the end of it's really good that's my favorite part because Mm. there's a part where he's like it's just designed to be played in an arena Ah. because he goes through a list he's like friends and then the you know the audience would go check stuff like that it it, it doesn't make sense me talking about it right now maybe it does no Eh, no No? okay well you'll have to listen to it for yourself but we'll give you a little bit right now his voice it's like it's a raspy it's raspy 
velvety. I mean, it's probably one of the most recognizable voices in music, right? It's it's a little harsh, but it goes down smooth. It does. It does. It's like, like a nice it's glass like of scotch. Nice glass of scotch. Hey, yeah. how about that? That's oh. what I was going to say. Oh. But there's Something's Missing by John Mayer from Heavier Things. Uh, just an absolute banger, um, as, yeah. you could, as you could probably tell yeah. from the part that we played. Now, what was your favorite song from uh, Heavier Things? Uh, Clarity. Clarity. Clarity from this album. So that's a really recognizable riff to start the song, right. which John Mayer is known for. Yeah. Uh, we'll touch on that here in a little bit. But you got to draw the people in. Yeah. We're, right now, we're just, right now we're just going to play the song for you, and I'm sure as the audience, you will understand yeah. what we are talking about in this song. Yep. Which is Clarity. Mm-hmm. So look at John being transparent there. Is that why you picked it? Because he's talking about what he's scared of. What, no, I couldn't. Feeling? I couldn't tell you a single lyric from that oh, song. Okay, just the just the song itself. Just the song. So you're the type of guy that goes into a song and you're just like you like the sound. I of like it. the way it sounds. You no, I like a well written song yeah, that I can course. connect to as of well. Course. But you know that's what initially draws me in is man that sounds good. That sounds good, and yeah. I think that's something that people can relate to. So that was Clarity by John Mayer, which of course is a fantastic yeah. song. Probably that could have been a mainstream song too, but of course yeah. you have to put daughters above it. If you're talking about you right. know, what what John Mayer song would be most well known, so that is Heavier Things, which released in 2003. Now, after he released that album, he took a longer break. Okay, he got together with and produced an album under the name the John Mayer Trio, which consisted of DJ. You probably know this, right? John Mayer. Yeah. Uh, Pino Palladino. Right, and Frank Sinatra. And, now, Steve Jordan. Okay. So you were close. Uh, I think I think you just got Steve Jordan and. Uh, Frank Sinatra mixed yes. up. I think Frank yes. Sinatra at this point had already passed away. Oh, but, God. So this marked a change in John Mayer's musical direction. Okay, mm -hmm. So John Mayer got together with the John Mayer Trio, and he went full blues. He went full live album. Um, I think the album is called Try, right, by the John Mayer Trio, which is a great message, right? Try, exclamation point. I didn't know this was a thing. Well, it is a thing, and I'm telling you about it. I and know. that's a great message, right? Try, exclamation point. Yeah, you could probably yeah. write that down on your hand and you know go throughout the day, and you'd, you'd have enough motivation to get through it, right? Yeah. So we're not going to play anything from that, okay? But that just kind of marks a change from, okay, hey, I'm John Mayer, and I make coffeehouse music, yeah. and I make pop music. Yeah. He gets together with the trio. He said, you know what? I think blues might be my thing. I yeah. feel like I, I, I can kind of dive into the soul of music, right? And so, lo and behold, his possibly his greatest album of all time. Probably Volta. the most known. His, his, definitely his most well-known album. Yeah. Uh, it's a contender for the best, most complete album of all time, Continuum, which released in 2006. Mm -hmm. Now, the genres that this one hits, blues, soul, rock, alternative, it covers everything. Mm -hmm. he, is, he is the type of person that is considered genreless, right? You yep. can't fit him into a box. And I think that's what makes him such a talented and I think inspiring musician because I know a lot of people look look towards him and say, "Hey, you know what? John Mayer knows what he's doing." Right. He doesn't make music for the radio. He doesn't make music to sell. He makes music for himself. Right. And then he shares it with people that appreciate yeah. it. And we so, appreciate and it. And we appreciate the hell out of it. So the most mainstream song from Continuum, I think people will probably be able to guess this. We'll give them a second to guess. So yeah. if you're listening and you want to shout out loud what you think it is, go ahead. Here's a little short period where you can do that right now. 
Hopefully you were right, okay? The most mainstream song is Waiting on the World to Change. Yep. Which, of course, is a banger. Yeah, I mean, yeah, lovely song. Weirdly enough, though, he does not like to play this song anymore. Probably, probably got old. Well, it, I'm sure it got old, and we'll, we'll dive into a, a reason why, and I think you'll be interested in it, but uh, huh. we'll, do, we'll do that a little bit later. But right. the most mainstream song, Waiting on the World to Change, which is a song that everybody knows, right? Yeah. So... There, there are so many good songs. I say complete album. Like, this is in uh, the Rolling Stones' top 500 albums of all time. Yeah. yeah continue. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's a complete album. From start album. to finish, yeah. it's really, really good. Uh, just recently, in, in the past couple of years, whenever John Mayer was on his world tour, uh, a couple of cities were lucky enough to where he just played Continuum front to back. He just played it in order. Really? Which would have been an, an unbelievable oh, experience. Yeah. Um, but my favorite song, which is another one that really, it hits hard, but I'm sure it's well known. I don't know if it got a lot of radio play, but this is Gravity. That's all he says the entire song. Just says gravity, yeah. gravity. Yeah, yeah. And it was a really, it was cool to see it whenever it matched up with the Sandra Bullock and uh, George Clooney movie that came out uh, a couple years back. Probably more than a couple. Of gravity. So really, yeah. I, it was. I don't know how you missed it, but huh. um, that's a great song. I'm sure you could tell by the guitar riff. I mean, John Mayer is a incredible songwriter, but he is a an absolutely fantastic guitar player. Like probably underappreciated as a guitar player when your influences are chuck berry and stevie ray vaughn that you yeah you're gonna have to back that up yeah eric clapton he was a big eric clapton fan so uh that's my favorite gravity uh that's kind of a it hits hard if you listen to the lyrics i know you're not much of a lyrics guy like you said but hey maybe you could check it out one time what's your favorite song from continuum uh, my favorite is Vultures. This song has got mm. a groove to it. It's got and a it's riff. it's another one that's like a big F you to the haters. F you to the haters, that's right. So John Mayer says F you haters in this song, which is called Vultures. got the riff you've got the the catchy lyrics and he sings the hell out of this oh, song oh my god i mean it's not even close yeah i mean i would love to hear someone try to cover that no way that's john mayer's song yeah right yeah okay we agree on that yeah okay good so that is uh i mean i would absolutely love every song on continuum deserves to be played but we just have to keep moving so we right. can't do that uh but if you're gonna dive into any john mayer album uh, you'll most likely like Continuum. So after Continuum was released in 2006, he took another uh, kind of a little bit of a break. Yep. And in 2009, he released Battle Studies, okay, which is probably next to uh, the, uh, an album that we'll talk about later, Paradise Valley, his uh, most underappreciated or, uh, I guess, missed album that he's released, right? Yeah. 
Her battle studies in 2009 was mostly pop, had a lot of rock, and it still had the blues. I mean, John Mayer's going to have that blues theme uh -huh. uh, in his music, I think, after the John Mayer trio. Um, the most mainstream song from Battle Studies is Heartbreak Warfare, which I'm sure uh, people have heard. It was, oh, yeah. That was a radio song, and, and it, of course, made its uh, run on the mainstream radio. But definitely not the best song on there. I think yeah. that my personal favorite is by far the best song on there because it is unskippable. What do I mean by that? If it comes on yeah. your phone or the radio, you can't skip it. You have oh, yeah. to listen to it. Maybe even listen to it twice. And we're going to play that right now. It is one of the one of my favorite John Mayer songs. Probably number two on my list of favorite wow. John Mayer songs. Yeah, hey, high praise, right? This song is Edge of Desire. skip it oh. that drum kick at the beginning Whew. oh whenever it kicks in my goodness that's my that's number two on my list I'll, that, hey I'll, I'll tell you number one a little bit later all right number two is on, we're not doing a top five or anything but i'm just gonna let the people know that's a that's a come here woman i'm gonna kiss your face kind of song yeah that's a good uh, i'm not gonna say it you i think the audience probably knows what i was gonna say i'm not gonna say it and don't you say it either okay I know you're the type of person that would just blurt it out i don't want you to so what's your favorite song from battle studies uh, from Battle Studies is Crossroads, which is I have cover. been informed yeah. by you that it, it is a cover. So, But that's just groovy. Yes, and uh, I think it's Eric Clapton covered it too. And so I think that's the, the version that John Mayer kind of covers that would make is sense. a cover of a cover. So uh, Robert Johnston, is, it's the Crossroad Blues. It's Musical Inception. Yeah, it is Musical Inception. Um, and it's a fantastic song. Yeah. And John Mayer, uh, of course, kicks its ass. So yeah, let's go ahead does. and listen to it for just a couple seconds, right? listening to that one Whew. it's just it's quick too it's only like two and a half minutes yeah, long that one so, kind of gets you going uh, i would definitely try to listen to that one there's a part in it where there's like a pause and then it's like and of course that's a guitar yeah. he doesn't do that with his vocals right but, um it's something that you would definitely need to listen to and kind of uh yeah. point out so we can't go and talk about crossroads without pointing that out it's a great song to listen to in the car with the windows down. Now, here is where things get a little murky, right? Yeah. So after his release of Battle Studies in 2009, he, he was out of the public eye because of some controversy. Ooh. Now, we're not going to get into exactly what that controversy is, um, but let's just say he objectified some women. And well, I think that's probably the, the easiest way. Sounds like quite a few people were at that point in time. Yeah, and so John got... Not that that's okay. John got in a little bit of trouble, and he said, you know what, I'm going to go away for a while, okay? Yeah. And... I, of course, I think we should forgive him. A lot of people were turned away from John Mayer because of the things that happened in the in 2010. Um, but listen, he, after that, after he went away for a while, really kind of, uh, I think, kind of honed in on his roots. Mm -hmm. And he released a song that is as unique as you will ever see mm -hmm. for John Mayer, really any musician, because it's unlike anything that he had produced before. Mm -hmm. It's called Born and Raised. He produced it in 2012. It came out 
that year. This is my favorite album. Considered organic cowboy, right? Mm. Does that make sense? It doesn't. No, but that's what it's considered. The it's genre. like a rhinestone cowboy. Kind I don't. Of... I don't think so. I, it might be in the same ballpark, but I'm not going to go ahead and like put it down as rhinestone. I wouldn't cowboy. say Glenn Campbell and Johnny are that similar. No, I wouldn't say so, either. Mm. So that's why I kind of shot down what you just said. Right. Um, but Born and Raised is a an album that you definitely need to sit down and listen to all the way through. Mm-hmm. Push play on the first song, listen to it all the way, and say, man. That was a hell of an album. It's yes. unlike, I mean, for someone, it's like if the Rolling Stones went and released a country album, right? Yep. You're, you'd be like, what the hell is this? But John Mayer makes it work, yep. and it's crazy. So the most mainstream song from that album would be Queen of California, which is still a lot of people probably don't know. Yep. But it, again, has a great guitar riff, which I feel like we're being repetitive, but you can't really have a John Mayer song without having a great guitar riff in it, right? right. So maybe that's just understood at this point, point. we don't have to continue to say it. But my favorite song, my number one John Mayer song, mm-hmm. that is, of course, a studio mm-hmm. uh, song, right? Mm-hmm. Because my probably my number one is one that he's never even put into an album. It's called uh, Covered in Rain. It's, a, really? it's, on, it's on one of his live albums, which he used to produce a lot of. Uh, and, he, and he stopped in, I think, the mid, mid-2000s. But this is my f- number one John Mayer song. It's fantastic. It's like three songs in one. We're not going to be able to play the whole thing, but we'll give you a little bit of a taste. I said in the beginning that yeah. it's like three songs in one, right? Yeah. I mean, you have to listen to it. There's just like a, it seems like there's a couple changes of pace yeah. uh, in the song, and I love it. it's fantastic. It's like three, it tells a story. It's like a three for one deal. Yeah. yeah, it is. It tells a great story. This born and raised, he goes into his, uh, I guess his, what is the term that I'm looking for? He goes into his bag. His yeah. Element. No, he goes into his bag and and tells a bunch of stories. Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. Does it, does it make sense? Not necessarily, right. but uh, born and raised is what we're talking about. There's actually a song on this album called Born and Raised, which is another great song, but yeah. I just I can't pick that over this one. I have a one. very hard time picking my song for this album. And which one did you end up picking? I, I ended up going with Whiskey, 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 and it was a little mm. bit of change of pace for me because all of my other songs are a little bit groovy, and this one is one to kind of, you're sipping on some, some good stuff at the bar hey. while you're contemplating your life. Exactly right. So here's Whiskey, Whiskey, Whiskey. It's uh, Could he just named it Whiskey, like, squared or cubed? Cubed, probably. Whiskey cubed. And that doesn't have, have the same yeah. ring. So no, here's whiskey, whiskey, whiskey. 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 Well, we pick up in New York City. I'm trying to find the man I never got to be. But when I push down on the pavement, I found the whole thing so much harder than it seemed. Man, I'd love to listen a little bit more to that, but I guess we Man. can't, so. Because we don't want to get sued, of course. But right. that's Whiskey, Whiskey, Whiskey by John Mayer. Now, here's where uh, something happened, and you might not even know about this, DJ. I'm going to go ahead and uh, bring you in, or, you know, bring you up to date on this. Yeah, come on. So, Born and Raised, great album. Mm-hmm. He never got to tour with 
this album. That's of so course, sad. Of course, that's what you do as a musician. You release an album and then you go on a on a world tour and, and you, you play sing the those music. Songs yeah. for everyone. Yeah, and everybody's like, "Hey, that's a that's a song that you just put out. Now yeah. you're playing it for me live, and I yeah. paid eighty dollars. Yep. Plus uh, convenience fees, so it was like a hundred and fifty or something. Yep. But he never got to tour with it because he ended up finding there's there's some kind of. Uh, growth on his vocal cords he had to have vocal reconstructive surgery so he never got to tour for born and raised but he went into the studio and used the time that he had off he couldn't sing of course right but he used the time that he had off to make an album and this is the quickest turnaround that you have for a john mayer album so born and raised released in 2012 paradise valley in 2013 right now it's called paradise valley because whenever he had surgery he went and lived in montana mm. and uh, i guess the you know the the portrait of the of the album is uh him standing in between two mountains with his dog and he's yeah. got a poncho big old on. hat and a and big, it's classic john mayer bunch of hair. and so paradise valley is what he titled it and this was this was again a change of pace it was unlike anything that he had done um a lot of romantic songs in this i think at the time he was dating Katy perry uh, oh. but a lot of rock a lot of blues a lot a little bit of pop so it's a, it's a really good variation uh of, it's kind of like a snack mix if you will mm -hmm. uh paradise valley so the most mainstream song that you would probably know if you're just listening and you're you know a casual John Mayer fan, mm -hmm. "Who You Love," which featured Katy, Katy Perry, mm. that's probably something that you would recognize. Yeah, uh, if it played on the radio or something like that. But let's go ahead and dive into our favorites from this album, which of course he got to finally play. You know, after after this album released, I think he took a little bit of a break and then toured for both albums. So hey, you get the best of both worlds, right? Yeah. Uh, so Paradise Valley followed up "Born and Raised." And let's go ahead and talk about our favorite songs from this one. Mine is a song called Dear Marie. Mm. Dear Marie, tell me what it was I used to be. So there's a song where John's looking for love. Mm. He still hasn't found it. No, 42 he hasn't. years old and 42 years young, excuse me. And he uh, he's still just kind of living the bachelor life. But that's a song where he was like, hey, I got my dream of being a musician, mm -hmm. but this, I get maybe a fictional character named Marie mm -hmm. has a family. Maybe that's the dream that he wanted. So he's kind of thinking about that. Uh, but he's removed from the situation. Really heartfelt. You should yeah. listen to it. It's, it's a really good song, too. So what did you pick uh, as your favorite from Paradise Valley? Uh, this album I'm not quite as familiar with, but sure. my favorite from this album is probably Paper Doll. Why? I like it. It's good. Okay. Well, DJ likes this song. Let's listen to it. So another, it seems like a coffee house, coffee shop type song there for Paradise Valley, but that's a great song too, uh, because the the chorus is, is something that's really lighthearted and right. it sounds great, and, and so I would definitely recommend listening to that one. Uh, you said it was good, it and was I agree good. with you, it's yeah. a very good song. So that was Paradise Valley, um, and in between that 
and his most recent album, which was The Search for Everything in 2017, there's another kind of a big gap. Mm -hmm. Now, what was he doing during this gap? I'll tell you, DJ. He began to play with Dead & Company, or I guess the continuation of the Grateful Dead band. Okay? Right. He, uh, I think at one point, just asked uh, Mike Weir, or Bob, excuse me, Bob Weir, to play uh, with him on one of the Tonight Shows or something, and then they got to talking. If, if no one's familiar, Bob Weir is... Uh, the guitarist and, of course, vocalist for the Grateful Dead that's still alive. Right. And uh, so he was like, hey, John, you, you know what you're doing with the guitar, and you can sing pretty good. Yeah. Why don't you come in and play with the Dead? So John Mayer was like, you know what? That sounds great. Since that sounds terrifying when you say it like that. Play with the Dead and Company, the, yeah. the band. Of right. Course. And so John was like, yeah, let's do it. And he has been accepted by Deadheads. I've been to a Dead and Company show. It is phenomenal. John Mayer does a great job. Now, he, he's not trying to fill the shoes of Jerry Garcia, right? right. But he is uh, doing enough to where people are like, okay, he belongs up there with yeah. the dead. Okay, so I would definitely, if, if you have some extra time, we're not going to play any right now, but dive into some Dead and Company. If mm -hmm. you, if It's a really good, uh, I think, transition. If you're maybe not a Grateful Dead fan, listen to Dead and Company, and that kind of gives you an idea of, of uh, what the Grateful Dead sound is like and, right. and how it is to listen to it. So he was a little busy with that, but then he finally put out his last studio album, his most recent, which is The Search for Everything. Yep. Pop, rock, funk. Oh, it's right? got some funk. It, it's so crazy. And what I loved about this album is he released it in two, I think he released it in three waves is what he called it. So I think it was brilliant because he released four songs the first week, then the week later he released another four, mm -hmm. and then the third week he released the last four of the album. Mm -hmm. And it was really he just really wanted people to appreciate the music and to listen to it and to really digest it and I think that's really smart and I hope he does that with his next album that he releases. Uh, we don't know when that will be. Hopefully we don't have soon. any. We reached we reached out to his uh, you know his his uh, company and and his agent and of course we got nothing back right. because of course we we don't have any uh, I guess right to know. Right. But he's gonna release an album soon. But this one was crazy good. Very unique mm -hmm. and the most mainstream song that you probably heard from the search for everything was love on the weekend which yeah. is a really catchy bop. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a feel-good song for sure. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't my favorite, and it wasn't your favorite it wasn't, either. No. It's kind of interesting. None of our favorites have been the most mainstream. Because you got to go digging. Listen, you got to go digging. When Search for Everything came out, that's when I really started to listen to John Mayer. I had mm -hmm. heard some of his stuff, but that's when I started. And then I went digging back through all these albums, and yeah, the most... You struck gold. The, yeah, the, what did I say? Uh, you were digging, and I was just making the joke or the, the connection you struck gold because you went digging and you struck found... Okay, yes. Does that make yes. sense? I thought you said I struggled. No, struck gold. I'm sorry, I said it quickly. Okay. Anyways, no, yeah. yeah, I go back and I find all these songs that are, in my opinion, better than the ones that were made popular. That's true. So it's That's just true. an interesting thing. So just to give you a little bit of taste of that, uh, here is my favorite song from The Search for Everything. It's called Rosie. Man, it's funky. <laughs> velvety it seems Oof. like i mean rosie's not turning him down no i wouldn't say so and and so a lot of people be like well why doesn't he hit the high notes like he used to like i mean some of these songs on here they're really easy to sing and yeah. he kind of designs that so he can play them whenever he's touring yeah um but whenever he had that vocal reconstructive surgery like wait i i mentioned waiting on the world to change he just can't sing to that 
height anymore. Right. We can't reach those those peaks yeah. whenever he's sitting weight on the world of change. So Rosie is one where he stays real low, and he's and it's almost like he's just taking a walk through the rain, it seems mm. like. That's what I imagine. So Rosie's a fantastic song. Oh, great song. Really love it. I would definitely check it out. What's your favorite from The Search for Everything? Mine is Moving On and Getting Over, which is a nice little... A great breakup song. Yeah. Yeah, so let's go ahead and listen to that one. It's a great song. I mean, John Mayer knows a little bit about breaking up with people. Yeah. He? So uh, we're getting broken up. That with. whole album is is like that. I mean, with a couple of uh, a soft, nice ones thrown in, but yeah. the whole album is like, ugh. Yeah. Hey, guess what? I'm fine. Yeah. Stuff like that. Except yeah. for Helpless. Helpless Except is, for Helpless. Yeah, yeah. He definitely, he's asking for help there. But so that is a really good album. And I would definitely, if, if you're just starting with John Mayer, I'd probably recommend that one mm -hmm. or maybe... Uh, continuum. Yep. I think those would be the two that you want to dive into. Yep. Um, so that is that is it for his for all of his albums. We just went through chronologically. Yeah. His album uh, listing, and so let's go ahead and talk about some singles that he had real quick. Right. Uh, one song that was very popular was "Say," which of course, if you want to give the audience a little bit of a I taste. don't. Okay, you don't want to. Okay, no. it's just like uh, bum bum bum, and it's like say what you need to say. That's uh, a John Mayer song. Yeah. Okay. Then he released "Exo," not a great song, but hey, he released it. Yeah. And then quite possibly. Which I'll go ahead before I mention this one. He just released one called uh, "I Guess I Just Feel Like," which is a really touching. Well, I guess song. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. Huh. it's a really good one. Check it out. Yeah, but the most popular single that he's probably released of all time was called "New Light," and that one got some radio play. That was and just think, last year, right? Uh, it was probably two years ago. Was now. it real? Yeah, hey, this oh pandemic. This pandemic's made time kind of go a little bit slow, but. The New Light song, you got to listen to it. Possibly the greatest music video of all time. We were talking about earlier how he has a little riff to mm -hmm. usually draw people in. Mm -hmm. This song, he has it at the beginning and the end. Yeah. So we're going to play the beginning, then we'll play the end real quick. Okay? Yeah. I think we got time. You know, it's 45 minutes in, but hey, hey what, we, what, what the they, hell? What, if these people you're getting are still, to listen to Mayer. Yeah, you're getting, to, you're getting a little bit of a sampler platter of John Mayer. We're taking so you complain. to Mayer Town. We're taking you to Mayer Town. That's exactly right. Here's the beginning of New Light. tapping the entire time Oof, right I'm bobbing, and so like it, it draws you in he throw he casts the line he starts to draw you in right yeah and then maybe you listen to most of the song you're like you know what that was pretty good and yeah. then at the, at the end you think you're off the hook yeah the hook sets back in yeah then he really pulls it so let's listen to the end of it this is he does this on purpose yeah he talked about how he likes to to put riffs at the beginning and end to kind of uh create a loop to where the listener is like okay i've got to listen to that again just to yeah. hear that part so yeah. here's the end of new light which we're talking about what do i do with all this love that's running through my veins for you what do i do with all this what do i do with all this love that's running through my veins for you what do So that is oh. New Light, which is quite possibly his most popular song. Of course, I think the most watched music video that he has. 
Um, and it's, it's just phenomenal. It's an interesting music video. Definitely yeah. go watch it. Random. Um, and then the, the last thing we'll say about John Mayer, because of course he's a talented musician, um, but he is a he's a funny guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Dry he, humor. Dry humor, and I appreciate that. Right. He has a he has a Instagram live show called Current Mood mm. uh, that he does every so often. I would definitely try to tune into that. He's a great Instagram follow. He used to be on Twitter. I don't think he is anymore. He kind yeah. of he just got tired of it or something yeah. like that. Um, but man, oh man. I don't think we could have given you a better synopsis, a better overview of John Mayer's career than what we just did. We, we hit you with his best stuff. We hit you with every single album, and we kind of gave you a roadmap. I mean, we did everything in. except for tell you about his childhood. Yes, and I mean, we even touched on that a little bit. A little bit. But we, we can't sit here and talk. We talked for an hour almost, yeah. okay? which is probably too long. Yeah. But I think people will say, you know what? I got to listen to John Mayer. Yeah. I got to listen to the AY2 guys talk about something for a long time, and it killed an hour of my life. And that's either a good thing or a bad thing, right? I guess saying, uh, it, saying it in that sense, probably not. Yeah. But for the most part, I think people are going to leave smiling and satisfied, right? Always. Always with AY2K. So that is going to do it. If you're a big fan of John Mayer, I think in the next year or two, he's going to be releasing another album, which I'm definitely looking forward to because. Uh, I'm a, I'm a super fan, I guess. Probably probably a little, a little bit, bit little bit too much. Yeah. Uh, and I'll probably work on that. Uh, this this episode that we just did is not going to help me, of course. But yeah. anyways, we hope you enjoyed it. We know it was a lot, but hey, what are you going to do? What are you, what are you going to do? I'm going to probably listen to this. I'll I'll listen yeah. to this. I'll tune in. I I'm going to go listen to John I created I well, I'll probably listen to John Mayer. Yeah, that would probably be more efficient for me than listening to myself talk about him because yeah. this was a little bit long. Anyways, let's go ahead and put the audience out of their misery. We've talked about John Mayer enough. So that is going to do it for this episode of All You Need to Know. My name is Quinn Eaton. I'm DJ Pig. And that's all you need to know about John Mayer. This has been All You Need to Know. If you have a topic you would like to hear about, message us on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email at allyouneed2no00 at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And tune in every Wednesday because here at AYN2K, we've got you covered.